Hello and welcome to Scintillating Stories. This is the show where we read short stories by a variety of authors. Today we have a collection of readings from Cecilia Poulain. We hear about the longing that an artwork can inspire, walk alongside a new Parisian and witness the reunion of old loves. I thought you were real, but right up close, just a few centimetres away, I can see that the paint is cracking. The background is dark brown, almost black. Your hair, black, is spread out over your shoulders, a red camellia behind your ear. Your eyes, black. Your skin, dark. Naked except for a deep pink silk cloth draped across your hips. A pillow behind your back, legs crossed at the ankles. In the background, a window, hatched crossed panes against the wall, a view of the town and its cathedral, and strict regular buildings standing shoulder to shoulder like soldiers. A wide, carved, dark wooden frame surrounding the length of you. I turn away, disappointed, and look out the window. I had so wanted you to be real. I had thought you would be waiting for me in your wide alcove made comfortable by cushions and silks and satins of pink and red and orange. I had so wanted you to stretch out your hand, guiding me to lie down with you, to discover the warmth of your body in this white-walled Protestant room. But you are not. You are thick layers of paint on an old, old canvas, enclosed by a wide wooden picture frame. Banks of mist, tinted gold, have drifted in from the sea, settled over the canals. Against the distant sounds of the shipyards, the hammers and the rattle of chains and men's voices shouting, I can almost hear the sound of footsteps brushing the bare wooden floorboards. I can almost imagine, almost, your hand light on my waist, the other slipped under my arm holding my chest, your cheek on my shoulder, your nose and mouth tucked into that soft place where my neck meets my collarbone, the length of you against the length of me. I can almost imagine you turning me around, away from the window, running your fingertips down my cheek, over my eyebrows, across my lips. I look into your dark, serious eyes, put my arms around you, put my lips to yours, with all the time in the world, an immensity of time. You struggle to undo the top button of my doublet, both of us laughing gently, me helping you with that button, and the next, and the next. My doublet falls to the floor, followed by my wide-sleeved shirt. My torso, white and exposed against your deep chocolate brown. You take me by the hand and have me sit, remove my soft leather boots, my stockings, my breeches. Then we close the curtains behind us and lie together, naked in the dark the white walls of the room glowing in the light of the setting sun. 
look at you. Look at your blonde straight hair sticking up all which ways, which you have run your fingers through innumerable times in moments of distraction. Look at your slight stature, your walk, your feet turned out reminding me of a clown. I wonder if you might take a somersault on the pavé in front of the station, or mock trip over a paving stone, your big blue eyes looking in all directions except in front of you. Look at you, crossing Boulevard Montparnasse. Not at the lights, of course, but turning your head one way then the other, running to avoid the traffic. They still honk at you, but you wave back, smiling. Look at you, pulling open the door of the first hotel you can find, calculating whether you can afford the really very modest rent, taking your wallet from your hip pocket and counting out your first, your very first payment in francs. Look at you. Heavy bag on your shoulder, climbing up six flights of stairs to a cheap room, the very cheapest, the one at the end of the hall with the toilet on the landing. Look at you putting the key in the lock, opening the door onto a faded red bed cover with its coming undone fringes, a tiny bathroom with a shower and cracked basin, and a window in the roof opening onto chimney stacks and sloping grey lead roofs and the clear blue of an autumn sky. Look at you back at street level, on the crowded terrace of a cafe, sitting on a pale wicker chair at a round wooden table, ordering the cheapest item on the menu, black coffee, taking out a notebook and pen and noting every detail you can see, from the colour of the buses and the post boxes, green and yellow respectively, to the shape of the paving stones, the advertisements, exotic only because they are in French, the Parisians' clothes, are they so very smart? The movements of their hands as they talk, their cigarettes forgotten between index and middle fingers. Just look at you, sweet German poet. Look at you as you begin to write. As you begin to write your poem. Your very first poem in Paris, Montparnasse. You will arrive on the 7.56 train as usual. You rang a little earlier to confirm. I will be waiting on the platform, the car in the car park outside the station. There won't be many people there, just two or three holiday makers like me. You will still be in your elegant town clothes, perhaps your suit with the long green silk skirt when you step off the train. I have always liked the way you dressed. You needed to go to town this week for some meetings. You will be tired. I have made dinner for us. A simple meal waiting in a terracotta pot in the oven, the heat turned down low. I'm not the wonderful cook you are, but it will do us fine for tonight. The table is set. You will want to eat as soon as we get home, then go to bed early with a book, your dressing gown over your shoulders and your glasses on the end of your nose. Over dinner. We will talk about the events of the week. We won't say we have missed each other. That will be evident in each gentle, familiar touch as we pass through the double doors with their translucent glass panes between the kitchen and the dining room, or as we clear the table and do the washing up. I like to wash. You like to dry and wipe down the wooden benches, managing to leave the kitchen clean and tidy in a way that mystifies me. Tomorrow... We will go down to the beach. 
over the sand dunes on the path of wooden struts between the wire fences holding back the stiff grass. I listened to the weather on the radio earlier on. It will be a fine summer's day, but not too hot. Few people come here. They like to go to the bigger beach near the town, where the shops and cafes are. Sometimes, in the early mornings or at dusk, we have the beach to ourselves. We will talk about the children, the grandchildren, the telephone calls relating the funny little things they have said, the anecdotes, and we will laugh. We might talk about your work, the tensions of the week, my being alone in the big old house behind the beach. We might touch on subjects that may or may not be related, incomprehensible to outsiders, woven into our conversation, our conversation of a lifetime. Or we might stay silent, holding hands. These are still the best times, the times when nothing should be changed, when not a single thing should be changed. How do I thank you for these times of nothingness and for all of it, my darling? Thank you so much for listening. You can hear more from Cecilia on her podcast. I'll leave a link in the show notes. If you want to suggest or submit a short story or a subject that you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.